Episode 36 of Too Old for This Podcast, our safe space for grown-up talk about childish things. Today's show, we're going to talk about The Mandalorian, Chapter 6, The Prisoner, and we're going to go through all the news of the week, and there was a bunch. And we're also going to talk about why there was almost no Episode 36 ever. So let's go, let's start the show. So, why is it that you don't want to say without further ado anymore? (laughs) Uh, Because everybody says it. I I didn't notice it. I I wasn't... You know, I never wrote a script, right? Like, I just talk off the top of my head. Yep. I have no rehearsed thing. I have no plan for what yep. I'm going to say. When, yep. we start, when we hit forward, I just go. Um, and I noticed that I say without further ado every single episode. Yeah. And I, ne- I never planned to. And I asked myself one day, why do I do that? Is that a natural thing or is that like a thing that I think you're supposed to do? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like when you when you buy a, like a new kind of car, all of a sudden you notice like every other car. And like It's like almost everybody has that car. Yeah. Yep. You didn't notice before. Yep. Well, well after, exactly after, <laughs> after this moment where I asked myself, "Why do I say without further ado?" I noticed yeah. that everyone that I watch on YouTube yeah. and everyone that I listen to says without further ado. Like everyone says it, and I don't think anybody's thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I, I decided I was going to break the mold, and uh, so no, it just whatever. any further ado, it, it didn't you feel natural saying it. <laughs> right, right, right. It just yeah, it didn't feel natural okay. to me. Fair enough. That makes sense. How are, how are you this week? I I'm I'm good. What the, the real question Here we are, is, my December fifteenth, two thousand nineteen. <laughs> the real question is, how are you? Um, I I was I was treated to a picture of you in a hospital bed, giving the thumbs up. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. With yeah. with a with a heart monitor on your on your thumb. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. Just, well, okay. just to let you know, the K money was worried about you. Yeah, so. yeah, thank you. Well, uh, so, I was I was worried about me too, buddy. No, I'm not gonna lie. Um, so what happened, my friend? Uh, if you don't mind uh, me asking, uh, on okay. this social, uh, uh, very public platform. Uh, well, um, I, I guess I had a near death experience. Yeah. Uh, I guess I guess I almost died. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure, honestly, uh, if if I if it qualifies for me to say that, but okay. it seems it seems that way. Um, as you know, uh, I I work overnights, right? I uh, and I sleep during the day. Yeah. Um, and on Friday, I I woke up early. Usually, I sleep from like 
noon to like six or seven p.m. Okay. Yeah. And on Friday, I, I woke up early. I woke up at like five, and um, uh, something was wrong. Okay. I, I felt bad. I felt really rough. Um, uh, and Friday had been a had been a really good day. Like I I finish work in the morning at seven in the morning, like I normally do, and I work at home here. Um, from where I'm sitting right now, same place I record the podcast. And uh, I had a meeting with my bosses uh, after work. I had to go uh, jump up and drive out to Whippy and have breakfast with them and meet with them. Um, But that went really well. It wasn't like a stressful, rough thing in any way. Uh, It went really well, actually, (laughs) honestly. And um, even though I'm legally not allowed to discuss uh, the details of how it went well, it it went well for me, specifically. I... you know, I came out of this meeting uh, feeling really good about things. And um, then after that, like, uh, I, before I went home, because, you know, it's the morning for everyone else, but it's nighttime for me. So I want to get everything done before I before I go home and go to bed because I don't want to have to get up uh, later on and then go out and get go grocery shopping and stuff. So I, I do a little grocery shopping before I go home. And I, I actually go to the liquor store at 9 a.m., which felt really weird. Uh, yeah. I've never, like, um, so, like, I'm... I'm cashing out and I say to the cashier, I make a joke. I'm like, uh, I say to her, I, normally I don't drink this early, but it's been kind of a stressful morning already. Uh, <laughs> and she, and she cracked up and I cracked up and it was like, haha, I'm, I'm funny. And, uh, but I did, I, like, it wasn't sincere, but mm-hmm. this was just, this is just something that stuck out in my head later. Yeah. Um, so and then I went home and I watched uh, the Mandalorian, which we're going to talk about. We're going to give our our spoiler filled, uh, detailed reviews of the Mandalorian yep, yes, for six are. today. Yep. And I'll just I'll just I'll just give a little preview. I loved it. It was my favorite episode so far. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was having a great morning. Um, I probably stayed up a little later than lo- than usual. Uh, yeah, I probably didn't get to bed till like two actually. Right. Um, and then I woke up at five, and the house was empty. Melinda and Lucas were out, and uh, I felt really weird. Uh, my chest felt like somebody was sitting on it. Oh wow! And uh, I like I got up, went to the bathroom. Um, I immediately I have this thing. I, I I've never had heart problems. Mm-hmm. But I've always been afraid of having heart problems, right. so I I keep um, low dose aspirin in the house all the time. I I try to take it daily okay. uh, because this is something that men who are at risk of heart attacks are supposed to do to <laughs> reduce their risk of heart attacks. And mm-hmm. and if you suspect you're having a heart attack, uh, the first thing you're supposed to do, everybody out there, uh, not just men. Did I say men? You I said men, but I mean people. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um. um I I took two low dose aspirin because I was like, okay, I feel like something's wrong with my heart, and I mm. I was feeling like I was gonna pass out. Mm. Um, and there was pain involved, so yeah. I knew something was wrong. I had no idea what it was, um, but I knew that it was not normal and that it was urgent. So uh, I called Melinda, uh, <laughs> and I was like. Um, you know, uh, you need to come home right now. Uh, something's really wrong. I need to go to the hospital. Yeah. Um, she she was home in about five minutes, and uh, we were at the ER. You know, in about fifteen minutes. Okay. Uh, it was like five p.m. when I called her. I checked my phone later to see how long all this took because it really impressed me. This is really the story is such a testament 
to the Canadian healthcare system. If any of my American friends are listening, you always ask me about our healthcare system because you're, what are you going through right now? Mm-hmm. And this story to me is a story that I want to tell all my American friends. I think I'm going to do a big long Facebook post about it actually because okay. uh, uh, it is my opinion that a couple of things saved my life. One of them was um, Melinda's quick action and another one was our healthcare system. Not just the hospital, mm-hmm. but our healthcare system. Anyway. Right. Uh so uh, Melinda gets me to the hospital, but um, she has to drop off Lucas at his aunt's. So uh, because she couldn't bring him in with her and try to take care of me and handle him in the ER, it would be impossible. Yes. So um, she has to drop me off there by myself. And I, this is what I told her to do. She wasn't like, here, get out. I was like, no, take me first, drop me off, go drop him off, come back. I'll be okay till you get back. Right. Yeah. Just get me there. Just get me there as quickly as possible. It's urgent. Okay. So, um, we get there and uh, she drops me off and I go in and um, uh, I'm sitting there. I get my number and I'm sitting there, <laughs> uh, you know, just waiting for triage um, and I'm holding my number and I'm alone in this waiting room and there's about four other people in this waiting room and um, it's getting worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like, the, like the pain in my chest is getting extreme and, um, the world is going away. Like I'm about to pass out yeah. and I'm, I'm looking around at the people around me and I'm like, I should say something to somebody. I should tell them, look, I think I'm about to pass out. I think I might be having a heart attack. Please tell the nurses if I drop, yeah. <laughs> right? Like that's the, the kind of distress I was in. Um, you know, I was able to calm myself down a little bit, uh, <laughs> And but I was still like sitting there, like just waiting to be triaged, which is like the most panicky feeling, right? When you're at the ER and you don't know what's wrong. And I've been there with Melinda when she's been sick before, yeah. and other people, other people who I love. It is the most stressful place to be is in this waiting room when you haven't been triaged yet in the emergency room, um, because you don't know how much trouble you're in and you don't know how long you're going to be sitting there waiting. Right. Right. And, and it's never usually that bad. It's never usually that long, honestly. Right. It's never been more than I want to say 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. uh, in my experience, uh, in that room, but like, that'll be the longest goddamn 30 minutes of your life every time. Right. So for me this time, it wasn't that long. It was maybe 10, 12 minutes. Um, but the longest 10, 12 minutes of my life. And, um, I remember looking down at my phone and realizing that I had a signal and just, just as a coping mechanism, I thought, okay, I'm going to just reach out to somebody um, and try to take my mind off of things. And uh, so I texted my sister and, uh, <laughs> and scared the shit out of her. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I was just like, uh, you know, chest pain, emergency room. I love you. <laughs> um, and uh, I made a little joke with her, a little inside joke, because uh, she had a little health scare recently. Okay. And, uh, and when I was trying to cheer her up, I made a joke with her. You know, you shouldn't be worried because everybody knows I'm going to go first, um, <laughs> which was funny at the time. But it wasn't so funny when I texted that to her from the ER. Yeah. <laughs> I said, told you me first. Oh, <laughs> But that's me and my big mouth. Yeah. I, my big mouth always gets me in trouble, man. And um, <laughs> uh, but it was—it's you know—it's my coping mechanism to make a joke in, yeah. a, in a stressful situation. And my mm-hmm. sister knows that, and luckily, my sister shares my morbid sense of humor, so yeah. that was okay. But um, so anyway, uh, 
they, they get me into the triage nurse and the triage nurse is taking my blood pressure and asking me questions and I'm talking to her. I don't remember much about this part because I was very close to passing out the entire time. Mm-hmm. But I know that at this part, Melinda showed up behind me um, and was there to take care of me for the rest of the time. Okay. Um, soon I was in a wheelchair and she was pushing me around. Uh, there was like, it, okay, it's a Friday night in the emergency room. Yeah. There, there were easily a hundred people in the waiting room. Oh, wow. And I was inside in 15 minutes. Right. Like from the, from the time they triaged me to the time I was in a hospital room and being connected to heart monitors mm-hmm. was about five minutes. Like, and that I'm very grateful for. But that so, had me it's so a scared. Priority thing, right? So yes. if uh, someone else is not, you know, what I mean, bleeding out their fucking eyeballs, they're you're, they're going to look at you first, right? Right. So. Right. And I know this. I've been I've I've been in the emergency room so many times. I used to have kidney stones. I had seven kidney stones in two years, mm-hmm. and I had to go to the emergency room every time. And like I said, Melinda used to have problems. We used to go to the emergency room for her regularly. So I knew when they rushed me ahead of everybody that my life was in grave danger and it made me more scared. Um, So um, I forgot to mention during all of this that um, before we left the house, I was taking my pulse on my phone, which is everybody, if you have a Samsung phone, I don't know what it is on your, on your iPhone, but if you have a Samsung phone, you have Samsung health. It's an app on there where you can take your pulse and it's smart for you to know where that is. So if you have your phone, check that now. Um, because in a situation where you're in an emergency, you might need to check your pulse. And you have that in your phone right now. So it's good to be aware of it. Um, so I was taking my pulse throughout this. And uh, my heart was beating at like 110, 120. Um, and it was going like down and then spiking back up my pulse. Mm. Um, so they put me on heart monitors there. And I had a, I had a really... Uh, I really had a really nice male nurse named Rob who looked like he was like 21 years old, but he was a super nice, capable, competent guy. Um, uh, Had me on the heart monitor and um, was talking me down. I was having a panic attack, basically. um, But I was having a panic panic attack because of the chest pain. It wasn't like I was having a panic attack that was causing me chest pains. Mm -hmm. So... um, you know, uh, the nurse talked me down from my panic attack. I got my breathing under control. I got my hyperventilating under control. Um, and I started to calm down and I started to feel like pretty normal. I started to feel like maybe it had passed. And I started to feel like maybe the whole thing had been a panic attack. Like I have a history of those, but it has been like years. Like mm-hmm. I want to say maybe 10 years since I've had a panic attack. Mm-hmm. And after all this, I'm starting to wonder if those were real panic attacks um, or if it was a heart problem the whole time uh, because like, ever since I was like 19 years old, I've had episodes where I felt like I was having heart palpitations, but I never went to a doctor for them. I never had anything diagnosed, mm-hmm. so I'm not sure. I might have had some problem my whole life that I wasn't aware of. Um, anyway, I'm not telling the story very coherently. Uh, mm-hmm. I should have uh, I should have like written it down or something, but... Um, uh, the gist of what was going on was I was having an arrhythmia, uh, which means my heart was, my heart rate was 
not moderating itself, which means my heart my heart was speeding up and slowing down irregularly and kind of out of control. Right. Um, and it was very dangerous. <clears throat> and if it wasn't stopped, uh, it could turn into a cardiac arrest situation. Uh, it, it could kill me. Um, uh. So um, I thought, like I said, uh, I got my breathing under control and I started to feel normal. Mm. And and I thought maybe the whole thing had passed. And and it was at that point that um, uh, the cardiologist came and, and, and it wasn't very long, maybe like half an hour um, before the doctor came and talked to me and uh, told me that um, my heart rate was not returning to normal and that they wanted to shock me to fix it. And, um, so you were, you were, you were actually like coherent when this happened. Yeah. I was fully, fully coherent. Wow. Melinda was there with me. We were talking the whole time. I was talking to the nurses the whole time. Um, I, 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 I almost passed out, but I didn't pass out. I got into a wheelchair and I got my breathing under control and, I think it was hyperventilation that was causing me to almost pass out. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, once I got my breathing under control, I started to feel normal. And, th- and this, and this is my point about our Canadian healthcare system, probably saving me because like if I had still been at home and if I had gotten my breathing under control to that point, and if I had felt the way I had, I had felt at that point where they hadn't given me any drugs or anything, right? Mm-hmm. All, all they had done was hook me up to a monitor and said, control your breathing and watched me on, up till this point. Yeah. If I had been at home, I would have said, okay, it's over. It's yeah. passed. Yeah. And I would have thought it was fine. And I, pro- I might have even gone back to bed. And, and, and I don't know that I would have woken up. And, and if I and, and, and when I say our Canadian healthcare system is the reason I say this because what I always hear from my American friends is nobody wants to go to the emergency room because it's so expensive. Yeah. So you put it so you put it off because you're afraid to go. Right. And, and and I hear these nightmare stories about parents with their children with like 103 degree fevers, like parked in the parking, like like across the street from the emergency room, like just waiting to see if their kid's going to make it through the night or if they're, if they can avoid having to go in and pay the emergency room fees, but, but like wanting to be right there in case it turns Mm -hmm. like, like just nightmare stories. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know, I've never been a rich person. I'm a working class guy. I do. Okay. I like, don't get me wrong. Like I'm great. I'm doing great. I have a great job. I'm so grateful for my life, uh, right now. And like, and the way things are right now, I'm very lucky. Um, but I've always been a working class guy. I've always been a guy who like has to worry about whether he can afford things. And the reason these stories from my friends in America really bother me is because I know if I was American, first of all, the job that I do, I'd get paid probably half what I get paid uh, here in Canada. But um, I would be one of those people afraid to go to the emergency room. I would probably never go. Mm-hmm. I, you know? So... If I was American on Friday, I think I'd be dead right now. I, I really, really believe that. Um, and, and I think that this healthcare thing that, that our American friends is going through is, is, such, a, is such a moving. I, 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 never said I, I said I was going to never talk about politics on this show, mm-hmm. and I never will again. I never will again, but um, just this whole incident has really, really made me think about that so much. Um, so anyway, um, 
they they had to shock my heart yeah. <laughs> uh, to basically reset it and and get uh, the rhythm going uh, normally again. And um, um, this this uh, was a very scary thing to me. Uh, I, I you know I I was already scared, but um, uh, this was a very serious thing. And uh, uh, wow, it it it. Uh, it got really heavy, you know, it got really dramatic. Um, you know, yeah, I called no, a friend, I, I called a friend, I called a friend who, uh, who I had some stuff that I wanted to make sure was sorted out in case. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I called my sisters, uh, and, uh, I didn't say goodbye, but I said, I love you, you know? Yeah. And, uh, um, like, the the staff at the hospital were so great, but like the look in their eyes was just telling me that I was in danger the whole time, yeah. and um, well, they uh, they had to put me under for it, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, I've been anesthetized for things before, but uh, they've never allowed somebody to stand there with me and hold my hand while I'm being anesthetized. Mm. And, and, and it's not lost on you in that moment that that's because this time there's a pretty good chance <laughs> that you're not waking up. Like yeah. just because so many things can go wrong just from the anesthesia and then from shocking my heart to restart it. Yeah. Like I could have all kinds of other things wrong with my heart that nobody knows about because it hasn't been looked at in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Right. Like anything could go wrong in a situation like that, um, and uh, it could go really dark really fast. But it didn't, um, and uh, and I'm really grateful because uh, you know I, uh, you know, um, well, I'll, I'll all I can think this. about was my son. Yeah, right? no, I'll tell you this, man. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> I'm Thank glad you're here, man. Because uh, yeah, no, that's that's messed up. Because even when you told me that they that they had to give you the defibrillator, I was like, are you fucking serious right now? Right. Like, yeah, no. That, just wait, wait till you have a doctor tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. Like, that is exactly my reaction. Yeah. Ly- lying in the hospital bed. <laughs> yeah. You want to, you want to, you want to do what to me? Yeah, exactly. Like, like normally I'm told mm-hmm. when people are in this situation, they try to help you with drugs first, mm-hmm. but there was nothing, there was none of that. There was none of that. Um, but like we got out of the hospital before 10 o'clock. So this whole thing, like everything I just described to you happened from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. It was over. I was back home. Yeah. And like fixed. So like my American friends, like don't believe the negative stories that you hear about our system that are told by people who are trying to talk you out of a better healthcare system in your own country. Mm-hmm. It's not true. We have the greatest healthcare system in the world. Yeah. I'm so grateful to be Canadian. Um, and uh, I'm grateful to be alive today, brother. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, like I said, man, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. Okay. So, okay. Shall, we, yeah, shall we move on to happier topics? Yeah, no, absolutely. I was going to okay. say it's... Uh, it's it's too soon to part ways, my friend. It's too soon. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. You um, know what? And episode thirty five <laughs> was fun and all, but I was I was I wasn't ready for it to be the finale. No, absolutely not. No, no, no. Yeah, no, and, especially uh, because like and look, look, dude. I am not going to lie. 
um, in my like 45 minutes of lying in that hospital bed, wondering if I was going to ever get out of it. Yeah. I, it crossed my mind, dude. <laughs> I, I, am I'm, I'm not going to get to see the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> and it, it, it crossed my mind <laughs> straight up. I'm sure I would have thought the exact same thing if I was in your position. So, um, like, I, I would have been reaching out on social media and, yeah. uh, being like, Hey, Disney. <laughs> I'm on my uh, you know uh, potential it's, deathbed here. <laughs> it's funny to me. How about it's you funny send me a screener? <laughs> what, what you're saying is funny to me because every time I see one of those stories about yeah. like Make-A-Wish kids seeing the Star Wars movie early before they die, I always think, if I was a Make-A-Wish kid, would I give a shit? It's, like, it's not even, I'd be like, dude, I'm going to die. Like, It's not even what? Make-A-Wish kids, dude. It's Make-A-Wish adults. <laughs> right, right, right. But I just want to say uh, the question is answered for me. Yeah. Yes, yes, I would give a shit. Yes, I did give a shit. I did. I did. Like if if somebody had brought me the movie and said, "Do you want to watch this before we restart your heart?" I would have been like, "Yeah, I think so." Like, <laughs> Fuck yeah! Where you plug it in? Yeah, yeah. I probably yeah. I probably would have. <laughs> it's true. Anyway, um, let's call that chapter of our story. <laughs> Boom! Done. Boom done. Boom done. <laughs> boom done, and I'm glad you're boom here. I'm not boom done. I'm not. You're boom not done. boom done, dude. And I love, I love the fact that you're still boom here. Thanks, brother. I'm glad to be here. All right. And you don't get rid of me. You don't get rid of me that easy. No. I'm here to troll you all for the rest <laughs> of your actual existences. <laughs> But yeah, we got a yeah. we got a few things happen this week that we got to talk about before we get to our reviews of Mandalorian Chapter Six. Absolutely. Uh, and first of all, uh, we promised last episode we f- we closed last episode promising that this episode was going to be live reactions to the Wonder Woman trailer. Yep. We lied, but we are going to talk <laughs> about it a little bit. Yeah. Um, because, dude, for me, this was a super exciting trailer. Yeah. I, I've i been dying to see this since this movie wrapped. It's been a long time. Yeah. I, um, I, and I was worried. I was worried that my, ex- my excitement was going to be dulled uh, by the fact that I know that this movie's been sitting in the can for like a year. Yeah. Um, but holy crap, this trailer, the music, um, it's New Order, uh, but it's a symphonic, like, mm-hmm. theatrical version of new order um i love it i love it so my one question about this trailer is or <laughs> i'm very curious how a i don't know maybe you know this because you probably read the comics i didn't but a how is chris pine still alive and two okay. how is he the exact same age as he was when he died in 19 what was it 30 in 1984 <laughs> that's what i want to know well so look i don't know the i don't know the actual answer to this question yeah. uh, but this is this is obviously supposed to be one of the questions you're asking mm-hmm. based based on these trailers um i i could give you the theories that i've heard and and what i believe if you want right. um okay well the quick, villain quick of theory. this Okay, the villain of this movie is Maxwell Lord, and his powers are very much like Professor X. He's a very powerful telepath that he can and he can make people believe that that reality is something else. Oh, okay. So they're going now. So it's it's probably a tragic twist Mm. that Maxwell Lord has made Diana believe that 
that Steve is back. Right. And he's and he's not really. It's probably going to be the big like um like Mysterio reveal. Yeah, right. Into okay. This. Gotcha. Okay. Um, that makes But sense. I hope I, I hope I just I just probably spoiled Wonder Woman 1984 for everybody. Fuck. That's that's fine. That's Sorry, fine. Bill. Bill, don't <laughs> spoiler alert. Wait, I, I should spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to say that. You're supposed to say that before. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, my big fucking mouth gets me in so much trouble. <laughs> I don't think you know what it, was. It your big mouth or my stupid ass question? <laughs> no, I should have. I should have. I should have. I should have said spoiler alert before that because that's likely. It's not just a theory. That's likely what's happening. Yeah. There. Okay. But I, what I'm more excited about is to see Kristen Wiig in her Cheetah character. Yeah. Uh, what that's going to look like. Uh, I, I'm sure it's going to be fucking cool. Mm-hmm. I love Kristen Wiig. Yep. Um, uh, I love Pedro Pascal. It looks like he's actually in this, yeah. which is good. Um, <laughs> did you catch that dig? That, oh, that, I, that caught dig? I caught it. I caught it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the thing is uh, the Maxwell Lord character. He's this uh, like this Donald Trump kind of um, TV um, uh, uh, what are, icon type thing. Yeah, but uh, like salesman, TV salesman type okay. rich dude. But he's got uh, mind control superpowers, so he uses those to like uh, sell people fantasies. Okay, apparently. Okay. Um, Anyway, the action scenes in this trailer are so killer. Wonder Woman and her lasso are so amazing. Wonder Woman and her lasso are like Thor and his hammer. I want to see Wonder Woman versus Thor so badly after I see this trailer. Yeah. Like, wouldn't you, like, if you could get any DC Marvel crossover, for me, Wonder Woman versus Thor, give me that. Okay. I think a lot of people (laughs) will go Iron Man versus Batman because that's kind of like, you know what I mean? But, yeah. Right. I hear you. <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman is the Thor of DC. I love, yeah. I love Wonder Woman now. Yeah. Um, it's Patty Jenkins movies. She has, she is the our Richard Donner. Mm. Like the, these are on the level of Richard Donner Superman for me. Um, plus these super amazing action scenes with these amazing special effects mm-hmm. in this tri- in this clip, it looks like she lassos lightning and swings from it, but. <laughs> I'm going to go on a limb and say that's an invisible jet. Yeah. Uh, I, I think there's going to be an invisible jet in this movie. Yeah. Um, and we see her cool armor in this trailer. It's cool. Everything's cool about this trailer. I love it. I can't wait for this movie. I can't wait for this movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it definitely looks promising. And uh, I believe the release date was what? May? If I remember correctly, next year? June 5th. June 5th. Okay. All right, I was close. Yeah, be there or be square. Uh, I'll be there. I will be there, my friend. All right, all right, all right. Gal Gadot. <laughs> Gal Gadot is great, right? Like, I think that she just she sells this character so. Yeah. Like, I don't think anybody else could do it like she does. Yeah. I think she's, I think she's a major ingredient. Yeah. No, she's. Uh, yeah. No, she's easy on the eyes too. She's like my favorite action hero right now, mm-hmm. I think, Gal, Gal Gadot. Yeah. If I think about it, I Godot. think that's correct. Isn't it Godot? Gal Gadot? I, no, I think it's Gadot. Is it? Okay, I always thought it was Godot. Yeah, I used to think it was Godot, but I hear a lot of YouTube guys saying Gadot, so I'm taking their word for it. Gadot. Okay. Okay. We were supposed to move on. I'm sorry. I stayed on it. 
It's all good. I'll just do it. Not bad. And then we can move on. There we go. (laughs) Moving on. The other big trailer we saw this week is um, actually a controversial one for me. I don't know if it is for everyone. I know it's probably not for you, Kev. Um, Uh, Some people have some issues with it. Uh, I thought it was, well, a lot of people are uh, uh, comparing it to Stranger Things. So a lot of people are saying it's Ghostbusters meets Stranger Things because because it takes place in a small town and... Right, so we should probably say we're talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah, uh, big trailer dropped this week. Um, this is uh, Jason Reitman's take on Ghostbusters. Yeah. We know the entire original cast is supposed to be in this, including Bill Murray. Yeah. Um, even though it's supposedly in doubt, is Bill Murray in it or not? Now I don't know, but um, I'm calling it Ghost because uh, I remember he said once upon a time that he would only appear in another Ghostbusters film, even though he was in the reboot. Um, he, I remember him saying that he would only do it if he was, is if he could return as a ghost. Right. So but apparently, apparently, apparently he took that back. Apparently he's alive. In this oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but, but I've just recently hearing stories now, like shooting isn't finished in this. No, oh, really? And I'm recently hearing stories come out now that maybe it's not a hundred percent confirmed. Like maybe he hasn't shown up or something. I don't know. No, oh, wow. Um, and this has been my problem with Ghostbusters, man. And I like people ask me, why are you so negative about Ghostbusters? And I say it's because I'm mad at Bill Murray. And then people are even more shocked. How could you be mad at Bill Murray? He's like the most beloved man in Hollywood. Yeah. And I'm like, I love Bill Murray too. Like, I love everything Bill Murray's ever done. But I love Ghostbusters more than I love Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as a Ghostbusters fan who is an avid follower of the behind-the-scenes stuff, as I am, like even long before I was a podcaster, mm-hmm. I'm talking about all through the 90s and the aughts, you know, um, there were stories about how Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd had a script for a Ghostbusters 3 mm-hmm. that they wanted to get made and that Bill Murray was the only holdout refusing to do this. Hmm. And then years and years went by, and I kept hearing these stories more and more. Time after time, it's the same thing. Oh, Bill Murray, he's such a famous recluse. He doesn't even have an agent. you got to send the script to his P.O. box, and then you just hope he responds. And Dan Aykroyd doing interviews going, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's up. I don't know why he won't do it, but I wish he would do it. You know, we got this. And then Harold Ramis dies tragically, yeah. right? And then as a Ghostbusters fan, my heart is forever broken that I will never have the original cast back together. And that Bill Murray stopped it from happening while Harold Ramis was alive. Mm-hmm. And I love, and I'm sorry, I love Bill Murray, but that's what happened. Yeah. And then when the announcement of the female Ghostbusters happened as a Ghostbusters fan who had wanted the original thing back for so long, I was not happy about that. Mm. But out Bill Murray came and did all kinds of press supporting the female version of the thing saying, this is what should be done with Ghostbusters. Absolutely. I'm fully behind this. Mm. And then he agrees to be in it. And everybody from the original cast agrees to be in it. And when I watched that female Ghostbusters movie with all of the original cast in it, the entire time I'm just sitting there asking, 
why can't this just be a sequel? Like what? Like you're all there. You all agreed to do it. Why is it this a sequel? And the answer is Bill Murray. Like he, right? Like he uh, said no. I'll be <laughs> honest. Um, that was my biggest gripe of the female Ghostbusters is the fact that they tried to make it its own thing when they should have. Right. Alternate realities for some reason. Yeah, exactly. It's like Ghostbusters never existed in their world. But, um, but they did the right thing. They did a tribute to Harold Ramis in, in that that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a little bus, whatever. And you know, like, I don't know. They they did do a lot of things in that movie that I didn't mind. I didn't hate that film. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. But I always said, why did they not make it a sequel opposed to its own thing? Exactly. And I think it would have it would have been a better sell if they yeah. did. Uh, Leslie Jones would have been happy about that. I'm telling you that right now because she's the most bitter one about this whole thing. No shit. <laughs> but um, but, but with with rightly so dude like yeah. she's she has a absolute right to be angry about all of this yeah no, i get it but that, that, at the same that's time, email if, cast if the movie that, didn't make the money it's not going to get a sequel that's that's the end of the day like no matter where you are if the movie just because it got good reviews whatever if it doesn't make dude, money, i think i think it made good money i, I don't know i don't think it made like huge i i Okay. Look it I'm, up. I'm looking. I'm looking yeah. it up. I have to know. I'm sure. I'm sure it made money, but it didn't. Did it profit? That's that's the key. It has to profit in order to get a sequel. Because if okay. it didn't profit, I'm telling you, you're not going to see a sequel to it. Okay. Um. But before I look up how much money it made, I yeah. just wanted to say, make a point about the female cast. Yeah. Before. Um. You got Kristen Wiig. Mm-hmm. You got Melissa McCarthy, yep. you got Kate McKinnon, and you got Leslie Jones. Yep. I don't know if I missed anybody. Um, um, Thor was in it, but... Okay, no, I just mean the main, the yeah. Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. No, I hear you. You're talking about the number one comedic female actresses in Hollywood. Yep. Is that group of actresses, okay? So... By writing them out of the timeline, which is absolutely what this movie does, because mm-hmm. this movie this movie says this this trailer says no one's seen a ghost in thirty years. They are saying in this trailer that that movie never happened right. explicitly. Explicitly, so, they are erasing these women from the timeline by doing that. It is it is such a sexist white male power move. It is such. I don't a, know about that because they're basically they erased the original Ghostbusters. So this movie, remember okay, this movie that's coming that is, out. That is true. This movie that's but, coming out is supposed to be on the same timeline as the movie that they ignored. Exactly. Right? Okay, that's that's true. That's, and also, this movie was a failure, by the way. So, in order a movie to um, to be considered, yeah, to be considered a success, it's got to basically double its budget, and it fell under the budget. So it. The budget was 144 million, and it made 229. Let's round it up to 230. So, for in order to this to be a success and for and to get a sequel, they would have had to have made 288 million. Okay, my point is roughly. If you can erase 
the top women in Hollywood yeah. in a in a in a group like that, a group that powerful, that that should be a powerful group of women. Mm-hmm. If they if they don't have the pull in Hollywood to prevent this from happening, like in such a completely dismissive, just backhanded way, like it says so much about the power dynamic of Hollywood and how out of balance it is. And it's absolutely wrong. And Leslie Jones is absolutely right to be furious. No, I feel you. Because we were sold this line of goods and fans like me were angry about those movies in the first place, but we were told, sorry, this is what you get. Take it. Right. Right? And that was a brutal heartbreaking thing for me to watch this movie was a brutal heartbreak. Like this is Ghostbusters now. Okay. I got to live with this now and I got to just accept it. And for, for to have gone through that Mm -hmm. and to have gone through a couple of decades of Bill Murray saying no, and for having lived through the passing of Harold Ramis, knowing that we could have had this movie with Harold Ramis, had Bill Murray not just said no for decades. Yeah. I, 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 I'm sorry. I don't want to be negative about this movie. I want to approach it with an open mind, and I want this movie to be amazing. Yeah. And I want, I want to love it. But okay, but uh, that is my that is my explanation for coming to this with negative baggage in hand. Oh, fair enough. But uh, Bill Murray aside, what did you yeah. think of the actual trailer? <laughs> let's 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 talk about what you thought about the actual trailer. Okay, good good idea. Okay. Um, the trailer reminds me of the force awakens. Okay. With the way they're treating the subject matter Yeah. in, in that they take, um, items from ghostbusters lore and they kind of treat them like holy relics, right? Like yeah. instead of a light, instead of a lightsaber and, Oh, look it's at this. It's a ghost trap. Yeah. And instead of the Lillian Falcon, it's the Ecto one. Yeah. Yep. Right. And same, it's treated same, same shot at the end of the trailer too, right? Yeah. Remember the uh, Force Awakens when the Millennium Falcon, you know, does like the flip and all that shit, and it's like, right. yes, the Millennium Falcon's right. back. They basically right. did the exact same shot in the last. Right. Yeah. And I don't know what the I don't know what the order of the Force Awakens trailers was, but I, I feel like yeah. the Chewie were home trailer was not the first one. I feel like was, it was like sec- I feel second. I like think that was the second one too. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like the second Ghostbusters trailer is going to be the one with the Ghostbusters cast in it, <laughs> and we're going to get we're going to get the Chewy we're home moment. Beckman, we're back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then <laughs> right. Yeah. Then we'll finally get that right. Yeah. Um, You're probably right. I, You're probably I, right. I, I I'm going to be honest. I didn't like the trailer, and I'm gonna I'm gonna you know negative baggage aside. Yeah. I didn't like I didn't like this trailer, and this is why. Okay. Um, there was no comedy in this trailer at all. Ghostbusters is a comedy. Yeah, I agree with that part. And there wasn't one laugh in this trailer. There was one. What was the laugh? Mind you, uh, whether you chose to laugh at it or not, I kind of right. chuckled. And that was that was the line when they're under the table and Finn's like, hey, remember oh. the time we died underneath the kitchen table? Right. You right? thought that, that was, was that, that made me chuckle. <laughs> okay. So, um I'm just saying. The first time I saw it, I, I chuckled okay. when I saw okay. it, when I heard that. Line. Okay, I thought so. that was an attempt at a joke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, you okay. said there was no laughs, and I no, you're right. You're right. You're right. There was there was there was a joke in the trailer. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Point point taken. Um, it wasn't a comedy trailer, though. It no. was 
it was a Stranger Things or It type of trailer. Yeah. And when I say that, look, <clears throat> Stranger Things and It are really similar, okay? Nobody talks about it because we love them both so much that we just want to overlook it. But they are super, super similar. Oh, I agree 100%. In, in that they, in that they even share cast members. Yeah. And, and we overlook that because... Stranger Things is so great. We don't even worry about that shit. We're like, cool, right? Yeah, yeah. But now you've made a Ghostbusters movie that is very similar to Stranger Things and it and shares cast members again. Yeah. And, I, and it's like, I was overlooking it for Stranger Things and it. I, I can't overlook it for another, another movie. Like, yeah. And look, like it's the kids, and there's the problem in the small town, and they're looking underground mm -hmm. for the problem. Yeah. And it's like it's so so similar yeah. in premise that I feel like this movie is going to be the Ghostbusters fight Pennywise, <laughs> right? Yeah. I feel like that's what we're going to see in this movie. Right. Um, and I and and no, that, I'm really I'm not stoked about that being. The, what the premise is i like that we have sure the grandkids of spengler uh, you know it, it's a it's a it's a real harold ramus tri tribute we're having two kids who look like harold ramus um you know representing him as his grandchildren in this movie mm -hmm. that's cool but um like don't like i've heard people say like Oh, Harold Ramis is getting the tribute he deserves. Well, he did get a tribute in the female one, so like, don't like pretend like it never happened, okay? Yeah. Um, and and don't forget that we wouldn't have to have a tribute to Harold Ramis. We could have had Harold Ramis anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, I didn't like the Ecto one having the gunner chair because that's not from the movie; that's from the cartoon. Right. And and again, this is a Star Wars thing. This is like let's incorporate all of the canonical materials including the animation um and it, again it reminds me of force awakens like I, I really feel like the whole goal of this was to treat it just like the force awakens treated star wars yeah um and 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 i i, I it could be good it could be good still but it doesn't feel like ghostbusters to me yeah okay. uh, yet it feels like mind you that remember this is only a teaser trailer yep Right. Yep. So it's not like it was like there was dialogue in it, but it's not like you know what I mean. It's not really telling us a story yet. Um, That's true. It's teasing some of the characters. Uh, so. Uh, that's the way you gotta look at it, though, right? This is a teaser. I I personally love the trailer. I yeah. I am pretty sure uh, I wrote on Facebook when I first watched it. I had a smile on my face the whole time. Really? Right? Because no, I thought I love the direction that they uh, they took it. I don't want to see Ghostbusters three in the city with the same fucking problems again. I don't. I don't want to see fucking um, the Stay Puff Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> take over manhattan right you know what i mean so no yeah. i'm i'm totally cool with uh with the tremors uh slash ghostbusters tremors that's <laughs> right? a good call yeah slash uh stranger things i don't know i'm i'm cool with this uh i'm on board as of right now <laughs> yeah so yeah um i i totally see you out of eye i i can see in the next trailer um, when the Ghostbusters seen a line and totally Chewy, we're home. Like, Vekman. straight up. Yeah, Vekman, we're, we're back. Home. Vekman, we're home. I love um, this town! <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> still love this town! <laughs> Ray, what were you thinking about? 
Ray. The Ray. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, 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 right, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm down. I, I'm, I'm feeling this trailer. So <clears throat> that's where I'm coming from, anyways. I need so. to see the original cast before I'll be feeling. Yeah, that. no, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, it's gonna happen. Um, I'm fine with them leaving them out of the. Out of this trailer, I liked that they they showed like the girl like going through like the closet and seeing the old uniform of his or her grandfather. Uh, what was his last name again? Spangler. Spangler. Uh, Egon. Egon yeah, Egon Spangler. Spangler. Yeah. Um, I thought that was it was a nice little throwback. I actually had to pause it because in the trailer it kind of it's kind of blurry to see like the name of the. I found yeah. a little bit. Anyways, I had to pause it just to make sure to see which yeah, name was on the it's, thing. It's, it's, it's a quick and cut. It's, yeah, it's definitely Spangler. Um, but yeah, no, I like I said, I I'm I'm on board as of right now. I'm on board. I, I think it looks good. So I, it, ha- it I, definitely there, has potential. So there are a couple of Easter eggs in the trailer. Um, the, the, there's the Slimer, site that they Slimers in there. Slimers in there for sure. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, there's a, there's a site that they drive out to where they're looking at that hole in the ground and the and the ectoblast comes out of it. Yeah. Um, that there's a sign. There's a, the name of the company on the sign at the site that they go to is the name of the guy that they mention who built the building in New York. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, okay. yeah. So and they talk about how the structure of the building is designed to channel the ghost energy to get uh, to to uh, resurrect uh, Zool or whatever, right? Mm. Um, <laughs> um, and it was based that like the framework of the building was built with this kind of metal. I think it's selenium or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks like the site that they're at is where the metal was mined okay. that was used to build the building with. So it's kind of like um, uh, the, the kyber crystals in right. Star Wars, okay. right? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like kyber crystals are used to make lightsabers, right? And then we go back to like in Road One, we we're like mining the kyber yeah. crystals yeah. to make, right? Uh, I think this is the mine where they got the metal that that they used to build the building in New York, okay. and so there's a lot of ghost energy in there, and maybe something going on with Zool down there. Um, and I guess we'll see. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Uh, well, hey. Anyway, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, <laughs> sign me, wanting to be on board, but um, uh, I'm skeptical. We'll see. Bitch, are you for real? <laughs> We'll see. Boom! Done! <laughs> <coughs> Moving on. Uh, that's a great sample. Moving on to that's, our third main topic of the day. What? That's, that's Rudy Ray Moore, by the way. Oh, Rudy. Yeah. That's, nice. yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yes. Moving on. What's the, uh, what's the next? Okay. So our next topic was going to be um, the Rise of Ta- Skywalker TV spots. But, no, way, um, no way they... <laughs> it's not happening. It's not happening. And let, let me let me tell the audience why. That's yeah. because my good friend DJ Kevy Kev <laughs> has refused to watch the latest Star Wars Rise of Skywalker TV spot. One hundred, because he considers it to be spoilers. Thank you. And brother, it is. Uh, it definitely is. Yeah. But it's so good, dude. This spot so, is so cool. And like I said to you, man, I can wait the four days. I okay. I want to see it. Part of the movie. I don't want to see it. But I don't want to see j- it. J- just so we can get it out for the audience, yeah. you did read the title. I read the of title. The, 
Yep. So and and do you want to say what the title was for uh, the audience? Okay, wait, it, spoiler uh, alert! If you don't want to know, then yeah. stop listening now. <laughs> but the t- the but title of the trailer is a spo- is a spoiler. Isn't it like Kylo Ren uh, discovers Palpatine or something like that? I can't remember the exact wording. Uh, I believe the word was meets. Is it meets? I thought it was discovered, and I was just like, nope, <laughs> not playing it, not playing it. Not playing it. Dude, it is the coolest minute and a half of Star Wars I have ever seen. I'm going to Tracy Morgan. No, no, no. I'm going to go Tracy Morgan on you. I'm going to go Tracy Morgan. Nope. No. I am telling you, dude. Hell no. I'm not telling you what was in the trailer. (laughs) I'm not telling you what was in the trailer. No. I promise. No. Not spoiling. (laughs) Uh Uh-uh. No. No. (laughs) Kev. Sorry, man. It's not happening. Kev. I can wait. I can wait. Four days. You can wait. That's fine. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I am watching this TV spot over and over and over again because it is just that cool. It has got me that excited. All the power it's to got you. <laughs> so excited for Rise of Skywalker right now. I, I will can't believe. S- I will see the real thing on Thursday night and on Saturday, uh, Friday morning. So. Okay. So <laughs> that's going to be all for the third main topic of the day. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I advise Star Wars fans to go out if you really want okay. to get excited for Rise of Skywalker. Hey, hey all the power to you wa- if you want to watch it. Yeah. The latest TV spot. Yeah, you guys, you guys, all the power to you if you can't wait, watch it. I'm, I'm avoiding this trailer, this TV spot, whatever the fuck you want to call it, like the plague. I am not watching. <laughs> I'm sorry. And um, we were talking about it earlier. Uh, I actually started watching John Campia talk about it. And uh-huh. he said the exact same thing that you said is that. Uh-huh. It should have been the first trailer. It should have been the first trailer. Yeah. They should have started their campaigning with this. Yeah. Because it's so exciting. It's right? so exciting. Which it is, is really. Which is awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm, on an, it's I'm on glad. a different level than any of the other tra- stuff in yeah. any of the other trailers. I'm glad that they. Uh, that they were doing this, but uh, I'm sorry uh, if I can avoid it. I if I don't know if I if I happen to like be watching TV and it comes on, either I'll run out of the room screaming, <laughs> or I might sit and watch it. But I, I just want to say going out of my way to watch it. <laughs> I just want to say it in one line of dialogue confirms. It answers three major questions that Star Wars fans have had since The Force Awakens. And, I don't and that's all this. I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Questions. That's all I'm going to say. I know one it's, of them right, right off the top of the bat because it's something that everyone's been saying, and that is, who is Snoke? Am I right? It answers the origin of Snoke. Okay, it good. does. Good. It and does. I'm, I'm fine with not knowing what that origin is until Thursday uh, night at quarter to ten. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I want to quote it to you. No, the li- no, like it sounds do it. so cool. Don't do it. it don't do it. it. Feel, it's don't so do it. cool. Don't do it. It's so cool. Kevin. Not gonna happen. Nope. I can't wait to quote this to you. Come on. You can quote it to me all you want Friday. I know. <laughs> all you want on Friday. Uh, I guarantee. I I promise this. Uh, my Palpatine. <laughs> my Palpatine impression is dying to get out right now. Dying no. To- no. No, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and Boom, again. <laughs> so for our fourth topic of the day, <laughs> I'm doing my campy impression. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, this is the way. 
Yeah, well, before we get into our chapter six of Mandalorian review, our yeah. our for, our final topic before Mandalorian is Mandalorian. It's Pedro Pascal yeah. not being in the suit. Yeah. And and this is something that I knew because I had heard it on Collider. Um mm-hmm. but I wasn't <clears throat> I wasn't aware of the extent of it. Mm-hmm. Apparently it's it's almost not him at all. Apparently he's in the suit very little. In fact, Bryce Dallas Howard said she never worked with Pedro Pascal. That's crazy. And to me, that is extreme. That like, is. I, f- I feel duped. I I feel, like, weird that we talk so much about what a great job Pedro Pascal was doing emoting through the mask. Mm-hmm. We did. Both of us did, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I feel weird about it. I do. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I don't want to be down on Mandalorian. I love Mandalorian. But I feel duped. Don't don't you feel a little duped? Uh, I'll be honest. Um, because when I first heard this, I still haven't really heard much on it. But when I first heard this, my immediate reaction was uh, he was probably not in the fight scenes. Mm-mm. That's that that was my first reaction because almost uh, not at all. Yeah, no, I I that's crazy. <laughs> He's basically doing a voice acting job, right? So far, because he even said that uh, when he first put on the suit and all this shit. Remember when he was being um, when he did those Star Wars, the uh, Mandalorian panels, and he was on stage and he was like, you know, when I first put the suit on, that's when it felt real and blah 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 and yeah. this shit, right? Yeah, and maybe that was only once. Like yeah. we don't know, we don't know the exact details, but we know that Bryce Dallas Howard said she didn't work with him. That's crazy. So, like, how do you even direct, like? That that dialogue, she probably didn't doesn't even know what his dialogue was gonna be. Like she probably had a script, but mm-hmm. they probably went in and just tried different things with Pedro after she was done filming. True. And this, what he ended up saying might not have been what she intended at all. Who knows? True. Who knows? Did she even have any say in the editing process? I don't know. Probably but, not. But she said she never worked with Pedro. So like, uh, uh, like I don't I don't know. I'm not like. I'm not going to get down on the show too much. Mm-hmm. Um, the show's still, six, the show's chapter still six good. Can't complain, so. No, yeah. no. I, I just, I wish there was just a lot more honesty about this kind of thing. Like, I don't want to be surprised. Yeah. Like by, by stories like this. Right. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. It's kind of messed up. <clears throat> oh yeah. Uh, are we going to jump into it? Sure. Why don't we boom done on, uh, on on news of the week, <laughs> we didn't do a news. We didn't do a news. <laughs> we didn't do a news grinder. Oh man, I'm so sorry. There we go. <laughs> we ground through that news of the week. <laughs> All ground up to a fine powder for you. <laughs> You mix it with water. Make some cement. Drink it up. <laughs> okay. Drink it up, bitches. Now you know what time it is, folks. Yeah. It is time for... Oh, yeah. This is the way. Six. We don't poop. <laughs> Yeah, you had to go there, right? 
is it's my favorite meme that I've ever made. Okay. The Mandalorian Chapter 6, The Prisoner. The Prisoner, yes. When we first catch up with our hero, Mm -hmm. he is landing aboard a space station. Do you want me to just let this simmer in the background a little bit? That we are unfamiliar with. Sure, maybe drop the level a little bit. It's a little louder in my ears. Gotcha. Is that okay? It's probably the same it didn't level. go down. It's the same. It's the same level for you, but it, it's lower oh, okay. for the audience. So. Okay, let's just stop it. It's fine. All right. <laughs> okay. So when we first catch up with our heroes, Mandalorian yeah. and Baby Yoda, yeah. uh, the Razor Crest is landing on the space station. Yeah. That we don't know where this is or who the, what's going on here. Yeah. But soon we are treated to the site of one of my favorite dudes, <clears throat> Bobby Elvis from Sons of Anarchy, yeah. whose name I don't even know. His real name? Yeah, I can. Uh, Oh, it's Mark Boone Jr. He plays the character Ranzar Malik, but they just call him Ran on this Mm. episode. And uh, Malik in the show? uh, Malk. M-A-L-K. Okay. Okay. Um, Bobby Elvis. If you're a Sons of Anarchy fan, you were happy to see Bobby Elvis. Uh, He was a great character on that show. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Mando is here at this space station, uh, that is run by, uh, mercenaries. Yep. It's their, their secret base in space. And he's here to get a job. He's here to make some money with this team of mercenaries. And, uh, we find out, um, from the opening conversation, uh, that, uh, the job is to rescue, uh, one of their team members who has been captured. But we mm-hmm. find out later, actually taken prisoner by the New Republic. And it's very exciting because... This is our first encounter with the New Republic on the Mandalorian. So this is my Star Wars geek inside me getting excited. This is more of what I've been waiting for, finding out about the state of the galaxy after Return of the Jedi, our first contact with the New Republic. Um, So we meet this team of mercenaries that the Mandalorian has to uh, work with on this mission. And uh, the entire cast is fantastic. Yeah, Bill, uh, Bill Burr Bill, was, was Bill Burr excellent. Yes, uh, yeah. Bill Burr uh, is a stand-up comedian who I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, honestly, actually hates Star Wars. That's the doesn't like Star Wars yeah. and has, has been vocal about it and has um, honestly been it's, vocal about about guys like us about nerds. Yeah, uh, well it's funny because he's it's not that he hates Star Wars, he just hates the people that like Star Wars. Right. <laughs> That's the funny part. Right. So. <laughs> right. Um but I guess in the grand tradition of hiring actors who hate Star Wars to be in Star Wars, mm-hmm. um we have Bill Burr playing this role and he was yeah. fine as Mayfield the uh the mercenary gunslinger. Mayfeld. He had the he had the cool Mayfeld, you're right. He had the cool um robotic gun that yeah. like, like a robot arm that just shoots a gun over his shoulder and we had clancy brown the classic i feel like he's like a classic horror actor he's been like in so many movies mm-hmm. he's a big scary dude uh playing the character berg who was just a big scary alien dude big strong guy um very cool uh I, he was kind of, yeah um <laughs> that part fucking killed me yeah. puny 
<laughs> I felt like he was kind of a Rick Baker designed alien. Yeah. Uh, very cool, very Star Wars, but um, like big, strong monster of a guy. So this is Mandalorian. I thought he'd be bigger. <laughs> I thought he'd be bigger. Yeah, that line. What's what, what's that line famous from? I thought you'd be bigger. Uh, well, I guess if you want to go back, New Hope, when he's like, "Aren't you a little small for a stormtrooper?" Yeah, but I right. feel like there's a. But I feel like that exact line from is from something. Yeah, which is possible. I'm not sure. Anyway, yeah. Um, who else is in this team? Uh, Richard Ayota played Zero, the yeah. droid. Which and, I didn't realize was him until after I looked after I saw his name in the credits, and I was like, "Shut the fuck up!" Yeah, I a, I, rec- I recognize his voice, but I did not. I'm a huge IT crowd fan. I love that show. Yeah, yeah, and me yeah, too. When and I, he's he's amazing. Yeah. Oh, he was great. Yeah. The only character um, I actually—it's not even the character I had a problem with, but the uh, the girl, the uh, the Twilight. I was you didn't little, like her? No, I thought she She's was... from Game of Thrones. I love her. Is she, okay. Um, it's not that I didn't like... Like I said, it's not that I didn't like the character. I thought, it's it's I just Natalia thought, Tina, yeah. who played Jean. 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 Like, yeah, no, I just thought she overplayed the part. I don't know. She was a little too much for That's kind of her thing, though. I know. I think, that's, I think that's... Yeah, I mean... her all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, she, she has fangs, man. Yeah, she's like, I know. she's cat-like. She's cat-like. I get it, but I don't know. I just thought she, she, she was the only one. I, I liked know, really. her. I liked her and her brother Quinn, played I by. Uh, Quinn. I thought Quinn was Ishmael fun. Cruz Cordova. I, yeah. I liked them both. It's just her. I just, I don't know. I just found her a little annoying. Okay. But okay. I did, I did like the character. I just thought she kind of overplayed it. She was Mandalorian's ex ex lover. And and she's a badass assassin type chick who fires. Allegedly, who, we don't know what who, happened between the two of them. She throws, <laughs> she throws vibro daggers. Yeah. Is is her is her move yeah. in battle? It's kind of acrobatic, yeah. and um, she's kind of like a Catwomany character. She's I got guess. like cat fangs, and she moves like a Catwoman, and she's just like in Batman's face. And Mandalorian is very much Batman. Yeah. Like we we've established that many times in in battle scenes, mm-hmm. um, and uh, she's kind of his Catwoman. She's like she's kind of like his. I think she. I think it's it's definitely true that they were ex lovers. I don't know. Yeah. It, it was he yeah, never. Well, it. Yeah, they, he never. He really didn't deny it either. Her. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, um, um, I loved I love when Bill Burr's I love Bill Burr's line about Baby Yoda. Did you two make this thing? Oh yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I thought that was really no, funny. Uh, the line that I liked even more um, was before that when we first meet Bill Burr and he's walking away and he goes, he was an ex, um, ex something like sharp trooper or something. Sharp. Oh trooper. yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, that doesn't that doesn't explain much or whatever. And he's like, I wasn't a stormtrooper asshole. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was great. It was amazing. It yeah, was amazing. Yeah. It was. It was. Um, yeah, Bill Burr was really funny, um, and the, the 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 writing was pretty funny too yeah. in this episode. Yeah. Uh, no, it was a well, it was a well written episode. Um, I wanted to say about um, the droid character Richard uh, Zero, uh, mm-hmm. Richard Iota's character. Um, I love the character. I loved um, definitely the voice. Uh, it was so good. Uh, he's got the perfect droid accent. I don't know, mm-hmm. um, but I felt like they made a mistake just having. I don't know if he was Richard in the suit, but 
just having a person in a suit for this droid because I feel like they've done so many droids that are CGI, mm. and they've done it so well with all of them. Like they've, like they've, I've just come to accept that droids are CGI in this world, and and I believe them all the time. Like I, like I feel like K two S O four was like the breaking point for me, where I was like. Like yeah, they're doing a great job with CGI droids now, and they should all be done. They should all be done that way. So I felt weird about a droid in a suit, like a C three PO style droid, because know. this I, I kind of liked it because he reminded me of um, uh, Zuckus, the uh, yeah. the bounty yeah. hunter, right? Yeah, he looks like Zuckus. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I, I don't. But know. watching watching him walk, I just felt like the waist down. He looked human, right? Like like his like he had an ass, right? I, and and a droid like wouldn't like doesn't need to have an ass. I, I don't know. I it just it took me out a little bit. I just I felt like he could have been CGI and exactly the same character and just as good or, or better to me. But um, right. like not a major criticism at all. Like uh, the great character. Um, we have repeated the same trope a bunch of times though. Like there is this, like at the end of this of this episode, Baby Yoda is saved by the Mandalorian uh, before Zero the droid kills him mm. and it's the exact same move where you hear the gunshot you don't yeah. know who fired and then the bad guy drops oh, and mando yeah. mando is standing behind him holding his gun out exactly like the end of episode four yeah with um Cara Dune. Cara Dune, yeah. and it's like i'm still willing to forgive it like if it if this show was a little bit worse i'd be like okay you're you're repeating yourself too much already mm-hmm but I'm still willing to forgive it. This show is so much fun. Like, okay, repeat yourself. I like it. It's fine. And Baby Yoda even repeats himself, right? He tries to do the move yeah. on Zero. He tries to do the force move on him. But you could tell it wasn't going to work. Like, Zero was going to shoot him anyway. Yeah. Right? Like, that was a great moment at the end. I jumped right to the end of the episode. But, um... Yeah. <laughs> you totally skipped anyway. the whole meat of the sandwich, man. Okay, why don't you start then? <laughs> okay, um... We're back on so the um, the space Whoop. station. So right. he he meets the crew. Um, yes. He finds out what the prize is. Basically, yeah. uh, they have to um, release somebody, and they're he's like he's like wait a minute, that's a Republic jail. I'm out, and they're like well. right. So so we we find out that the sh- the person they're going to rescue wasn't kidnapped. He was taken prisoner. Yeah. Or he was arrested, sorry, <clears throat> by the New Republic, and they're trying to break him out of a New Republic prison ship. Yeah. Go ahead. But the only reason why he uh, uh, he agreed to it because they're like, look, it's just it's just a bunch of droids down there, blah blah blah. Um, right. You, the ship is only supposed to be manned by droids. Manned by droids. So uh, so he goes. So, anyways, there's a great part when uh, when they first uh, when they're on the ship. So zero. Uh, assumes driving because yes. for every reason he he's the only one that could drive to this. They they have to do a, they have to do a super tr- tricky maneuver yeah. to to dock with the prison ship undetected yeah. and only the only, only the droid can, can do, do it. it. Yeah, so the droid is flying the ship. It's a cool setup. <clears throat> yeah, I guess. So, anyways, uh, when they're on there, um, they start chirping him about the mask, and uh, and they're like, "So what's under there? Were you a Gundam under there?" <laughs> Everybody's bullying yeah. Mandalorian for the yeah. first half of this episode, right? They're trying, they're picking on him. They're trying to get his mask off. They're just taking pokes at him the whole time, yeah. right? Mandalorians are supposed to be the greatest warriors in the universe. Then how come they're all dead? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. which was another funny line too. Yes. But but yeah, that, no, was, I, that was I, my girl. That was that was Natalia. No, no, it was uh, that was um, uh, the big guy that said that line. N- Natalia said, "How come they're all dead?" No, no, it was Berg. It was Berg. Are you sure? That. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Well, she laughed. They did. Yeah, a yeah, she laughed, laugh. but uh, he's the one that said the line. Um, because remember he was going through his guns, or whatever, and then he came down and he like shut the thing on him, and and then that's when he started chirping him about uh, man being a Mandalorian and all that bullshit. <clears throat> and then uh, that's when Bill Burr was like, "Take off the mask, like well, we want to see what a what you a gun gun under there." Right? And then he does the right, right. Uh, uh, Misa, Misa, I can't Misa no that. water shoot my face. That's it, Misa. <laughs> <laughs> That was funny. Bill Burr was funny. He was. was. That was good. Uh, Which is kind of funny because uh, wasn't Jar Jar the only Gungan that really talked like that? (laughs) Because I don't Uh, remember the other Gungans talking like that, to tell you the truth. Yeah, they did. They all did. They just uh, said he he was the only one who had the high pitched voice. Yeah. But they but they but they all had the the kind of way of speaking. Yeah, I guess there was a way, but he was the only one. Misa, Misa, Yusa, I believe. I I read the other Gungan said Yusa, I think. I don't know. I feel like he was the only one I I heard say Misa, but whatever. I don't know. (laughs) It was was still funny. We are not prequels experts. We are generation Xers. (laughs) There you go. All right. So where are we from there? Uh, They fight. They open up the door. Baby Yoda is exposed. And they're like, what the hell is that? Is that, did you guys make this? (laughs) Right, 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 right. And then uh, he's like, he's like, what is that, your pet? And he's like, yeah, something like that, and whatever the line was. And then Bill Burr picks him up, <laughs> and uh, uh, I can't remember what, what he do after that. I'm, he pretends like he's going to drop him. He's that's like, right, that's right. He keeps, he's like, he's whoa, gonna, gonna he's, him, he's like, yeah, pretend yeah. like he's going to drop him. Yeah. yeah. So they're they're picking on him. Yeah. They're they're bullying him, and now they're and now they're like pretending like they're going to mess with their with his baby Yoda just to like get under his skin. Yeah. And at that moment, they arrive at the prison ship, and the droid flying doesn't give them any notice, and does this super fast maneuver yeah. to get them docked on the prison ship. And it's really cool the way it's the way they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody's thrown around on the ship, and Baby Yoda ends up getting dropped on the floor, which yeah. is distressing, of course. Baby Yoda gets put in danger a bunch in this episode, which is important for this show to do. They should do that every episode. Like That, that was my main complaint about Chapter 4. Uh, they, they took that element out, uh, which, is, which is you need Baby Yoda threatened so that you feel awesome when he is saved by Mando. Right. Um, and they definitely did that. They, they messed with Baby Yoda a bunch in this episode, and he was, he was vulnerable the whole time. Yep. Um, yeah, so the whole idea that maybe Baby Yoda is super powerful secretly, I'm saying is not a thing. Yeah. No, right? I think they told us that in this episode, basically, don't you think? Yeah. Um, well, at the end, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, when you okay, came, I skipped, I, I skipped yeah, ahead. We both skipped ahead. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so they, okay. Dock on the, they dock on the ship. Uh, yeah. They, they enter. Yeah. Um, try to remember now. Uh, this is when they uh, when they're being directed towards uh, the cell, right. and then they're right. encountered by the which I don't recall, um, but there were like the the rebellion droids 
the it starts it starts with the little mouse droid right the mouse droid right yes, it was just the, cl- the, the classic star wars droid that we've yeah. seen in every, in every star wars movie it's just this yeah. little tiny thing remote control car basically it's not star wars until you see the mouse droid right and yeah. berg berg shoots it right yeah which is a little comic moment. But it's kind of funny because we usually see the mouse droid on Imperial ships. Right. Right. We don't and usually... th- this, this new Republic ship on the inside looks exactly like an Imperial ship. That's a good point. I thought mm-hmm. that while I was watching this, I, I thought, I feel like I'm on the interior of the Death Star when I'm on the interior of this new Republic ship. And that is a good point because... It's basically just the government, right? Like the Empire was the government, and yeah. now the New Republic is the government, and so their stuff feels similar. And I, I think that's cool. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Anyway, yeah. um, so, so then they shoot the little mouse droid, and that alerts the other droids, yeah. and then we get the the soldier droids. And I don't think these droids have ever been in Star Wars before. I didn't recognize no. them. Did you? No, not at all. These, these were a new droids. Yes. So, so we got new Star Wars canon droids. These were New Republic, basically soldier droids. Yeah. Um, and they were cool enough. They were fine. Um, they and and there was a bunch of them that 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 showed up and threatened the whole group. Like they were basically ambushed and they were pinned down. Yeah. And Mando takes them out one by one. Right. Mando disappears <laughs> and then and then it emerges behind the droids and Mando's droid hatred is paid off like the most it's ever been yeah. on the series so far, right? Yeah. We see the Mando go nuts and just murder a posse of droids yeah. in a great fight scene, which has been like so many of the other fight scenes we've seen where he uses Every one of his weapons, mm-hmm. he his armor saves him. He gets shot directly. Like every time Mando's in a fight, he gets shot like right in the chest every time. Yeah. Uh, but his armor just protects him, um, and the armor is so crucial to Mando's success in this series. I love it. It's so important, and and they and they do it so so perfectly. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's using the grappling hook like over and over mm-hmm. uh, against his enemies. He's using the flamethrower over and over. Yeah. Um, and this one, this first fight where he takes out all the droids, it's a very Batman kind of thing again. Um, and uh, very fun. Just so fun. Mm-hmm. This whole episode, so much great action yeah. on, the, on the ship. Yeah. yeah. And, then, um, and then that's when they go into that room with the, uh, with the one... Well, I guess right. I'm assuming the only human on right. this uh, this ship. <clears throat> it's basically the, the bridge of the ship or the control room anyway. Mm-hmm. And they find that there is a human on here. And this is this is a, a Star Wars Easter egg casting. Yep. It's it, the char- name of the character is Davin and it's played by Matt Lanter. Yeah. And if you're a, if you're a Star Wars nerd, you know that Matt Lanter is the voice of Anakin Skywalker yep. on Clone Wars. And I. And I think he was 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 Anakin in, in Rebels. Rebels? No, Rebels. Anakin no. was never in Rebels. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so he was the voice of Anakin Skywalker in Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, so that was a that was a little thrill for fans of animated Star Wars, who was, I love. He was already, I love you, uh, fan. <laughs> he was already Darth Vader by the time uh, Rebels rolled around. Right. right okay. So, um, so uh. He pulls out this, a, uh, home, a beacon, whatever, and, right. and uh, he's threatening to, to push it, and that's when uh, Mexican Bill, Burr, standoff yeah, Bill Burr threatens to, to shoot him. Uh, Quentin Mando, Tarantino scene. Yeah, total, total Tarantino. And Mando's like, nope, no one needs to die, and then that's when they have their Mexican standoff. 
Right. Yeah. So, so Burr is pointing his gun at Davin. Davin has a remote control in his hand to call the New Republic Strike Force to to like save him and kill them all. Oh, you um, know what we skipped over? Actually, sorry. What did dude? we skip over? Um, so remember when they first entered the ship and they're walking past some of the uh, like the um, the cells, and there was oh yeah, there was yeah. a nice little nice little nod to Solo with uh, the four legged. I forget the name of the creature, but the four yeah, yeah. the four armed yeah. sorry creature was in yeah. one of the cells, which was played by John Favreau in Solo. So yeah, I, I forgot. The, I don't know. I don't know if that was that the actual character. Or was it the, the member same, of his species? No, it was a member of his species. Because remember okay, that okay, that yes. that character died. Right. right so, okay. Uh, right. Same same species, but right. It, that was very cool. Yeah. And I wanted to I wanted to talk about that scene too because we got like four or five different shots of prisoners in cells on yeah. this prison ship. And they were all characters who are going to come back. I'm absolutely positive. Yeah, we got we got what I thought looked like possibly a, like a force user, mm. like a Jedi a Jedi type character or some kind of monk looking character. Okay. We got an Imperial, Imperial officer, officer yep. character. We got a big scary looking alien character. Yep. We got the the alien race from Solo that you already mentioned. Yeah, uh, character. Uh, I don't know if that's all of them. I feel like it was but yeah, like three or four. I minutes. felt like every one of these characters they showed us, they want us to wonder who they are, and it's like test marketing. If they get a react enough reaction, they'll bring that character back and they'll give us their their story because they were all like, "Oh, what's going on? Why are you a new Republic prisoner? Why are you a new Republic prisoner?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so sorry. And, yeah, and I, I, I loved, I love that. I love that about this episode, and yeah. I love that. Like all these um, mercenary characters, mm-hmm. uh, played by these great actors, um, you know, spoiler alert, but they all survived this episode, mm-hmm. right? Which is not something that has been common. <laughs> like the the his opponents have all died in yeah. the previous episodes, right? Or yeah. not all of them. I guess Grief Karga survived, but yeah. um, uh, these are all new characters introduced in the show that can all come back. It's not like IG-11 who's dead, even though he could come back too, he could get repaired. But yeah. um, like uh, so much, so many possibilities were introduced in chapter six, like just over and over and over again. I loved it. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, um, where do we leave off in the plot? So, yeah, okay. Mexican standoff. <laughs> Mexican standoff. Um, uh, sorry, I'm drawing a blank on her name, the, the Twi'lek. The Jean, Jean, she she takes him out. So she ends up ending the standoff by killing Davin by throwing one of her vibro daggers. It looked like she hit him in the face, but they didn't really show where Uh, she hit him. I feel like it was like more like in the chest, but it looks over to me. Anyway, a clean kill, a kill of a human, which I'm going to say is happening less and less on Mando. Like, Mm -hmm. like Mando did not kill. Did he kill humans in this episode at all? Uh, in this one, no. In the prior one, he did because he technically killed uh, Talon, whatever his name was. Um, Toro. Sorry, uh, sorry. Yeah, Toro. Yeah, that was the episode before, right? My, my that was episode name? five. Yes, episode five. Right. So he killed yes. killed him. That was he killed Toro Calican. Yeah, that was yeah. a human. Yeah. Uh, well, we assume we assume blasters aren't set on stun. Did you know? Am I wrong? Hold on. Yeah. Do you think that Star Wars is pretending like 
there's no stun setting on blasters. Like that wasn't a thing in canon. No, no. Like um, I feel like I we haven't seen it since A New Hope. No, we did. We saw it in Last when? Jedi. Stun setting. Yeah, um, Carrie Fisher, uh, Prince or General Leia. Uh, stun Poe Dameron. Right, 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 right. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. stun Poe Dameron in um, okay in Last Jedi. So okay, yeah. So some sometimes I wonder if 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 they're being vague, like maybe he was stunning that character, not killing them. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I guess, but um, there's no way they're bringing back Toro Calican. That wasn't a that wasn't a. Yeah, I feel like stun emits a a different type of laser though. It's more like a circle it, where right. Yeah. In a new in a new hope, the stun setting blasted in a like a big like bubble. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. So um, I don't. Know, I feel like I feel like it's a different. I, I hope we get more expo- more exploration of like stun settings on blasters. Yeah, that's set to stun. Right. Um, so um, Matt Lanter gets killed, uh, and. They find out what cell the prisoner they're looking for is in, and they go to the cell, and they find Quinn, Jian's uh, brother. So it's another Twilight character. Yeah. It's a male Twilight character. First time we've had a live... No, 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 no. Um, I feel like it's the first uh, male... No. Uh, there was another? Jabba's Major Domo. What was his name? Uh, Jabba's... Jabba's oh, mate, yeah, dude. yeah, okay. Oh, was he, a, was, he was a male Twi'lek. Was he? Okay, because uh, his thing was, like, different. Because it was wrapped he, around them, right? Yeah, yeah. No, he he looked different, definitely, but he was a male Twi'lek. Okay. I'm sure. I'm sure, yes. Um, Jabba no bother. Jabba no bother. Um, <laughs> Kuncha. <laughs> but this Quinn character is pretty cool. Uh, he reminded me of characters from uh the new republic uh rpg okay game um anyway uh he's john's brother so he's a badass twilight himself and he has some history with mando he's apparently mando's the one who abandoned him and mando's the one who's rescuing him yeah basically um but they immediately turn on Mando, and when when they get quinn out of the cell they kick mando into the cell they lock him in they laugh at him and they leave him trapped in the cell. <laughs> Brother, but sister, yes. <laughs> and I like this Quinn and Jian. I like I like these characters. Yeah. These are characters who we could develop and 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 come up with the kind of complex uh, you know storylines that I'm looking for. Uh, we are scratching at the surface of the kind of uh, story writing that I want, like the old Republic kind of storytelling. I, right. I, uh, you know, game of Thrones in star Wars is what I'm looking for. Ultimately, um, as a, as a kind of storytelling feel. And I feel like, man, we introduced so many characters with so many like backstories and there's so many cool possibilities here that we are scratching at the surface of the possibility of that. Right. Um, this, this episode really gave me hope for this series. I want to say that. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, immediately, uh, the bad guys who have just screwed over Mandalorian get in trouble and get separated on the ship. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. No. Oh, does Mando break out first? Mando breaks out of the cell, of course, yeah. by, by using his grappling hook 
and grabbing a droid who's walking by in the hallway mm-hmm. and and stealing his blaster from him and stealing his arm from him and unlocking his cell. Yeah. Um, and then Mando goes back to the control room and starts shutting doors. And I think that's when the the mercenaries get separated from each other because Mando's closing doors on them. Yeah. And then uh, around this time is also when... Uh, 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 sorry, the name zero the zero. Thank you. The zero um, peeps over his shoulder and sees Baby Yoda. That's right. And zero discovers Baby Yoda. He actually he he first he he finds the the hologram message from Grief right. Karga. Yeah, that's right. And then he and then Baby Yoda just walks into the room and he's like, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah. And somehow I I, I thought it was a little bit of a leap because the message from Grief Karga. Karga doesn't explain who Baby Yoda is. No. So, like uh, an expensive package or something like that. Zero figured it out. He figured out a lot based yeah. on not very much. But yeah. anyway, Zero figures out that Baby, Loga, Baby Yoda is so valuable, mm-hmm. um, dead or alive, and um, is uh, starts hunting for him on the ship, and Baby Yoda is hiding from him. It's very scary. Uh, Zero has his gun, and he's looking for Baby Yoda to shoot him. Yeah. Um, as Mando is like basically fighting his way through the mercenary group now yeah. to get off of the New Republic prison ship and back to the Razor Crest. Yeah. Uh, it's it basically Mandalorian turns into Jason in Friday the thirteenth. Oh dude, that one shot with Bill Burr when he's like walking and it's like flashing. Yes. Was like Probably my favorite shot in the entire. It's a show great, it's a great strobe yeah. effect happening, yeah. and when it, whenever the light comes on, Mando is standing a little closer behind Bill Burr, yeah. and it's so cool. Who directed this episode? Was, I, I need to give props. It, yeah, so the guy that directed this episode, uh, I'm not going to say Rick. Right. Rick uh, Famuyiwa, and yeah. highly recommended if you get the chance. Uh, he directed and wrote and directed a movie called Dope. Have you ever okay. seen Dope? I don't think so. Oh, Dope is exactly how it sounds, man. It's fucking dope. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so it's uh, basically, I'm just quick run through. It's basically about these three kids who, um, who are, um, I guess, living in like, I guess, present time who are like um, obsessed with 90s hip hop and they have like yeah. their own band and shit. And anyways, right. uh, somehow they come across um, this thing of dope. And then all these like different people are like after them and all this stuff. But anyways, it's right. a really right. good film. I highly recommend it. Right. And being that we're like all about the 90s hip hop, the, the, the uh, soundtrack is pure 90s hip hop. Nice. So, okay. Yeah, I know it's a really well, good film. Well, I will take your advice and check that out because yeah. he he directed a great episode of Mandalorian, oh, yeah. and I want to give him so much credit uh, for scenes like the one we just described, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Mando coming up on Bill Burr, and then we don't see what he does to him, but I, you know, I and then we, each like each of them, like his fight scene with Berg mm-hmm. is so great, and oh, he takes okay. him out. He takes him out in the classic Star Wars style, yeah. in the style of Episode One, calling back its own self again. Mm-hmm. Um, he takes him out using the door yeah. of the of the ship because Berg is too big and strong for him to fight. He takes the flamethrower to the face and he laughs it off. Yeah. Uh, it's a great fight scene. It uh, I, so this I, whole episode I, is so fun. Yeah, I actually laugh out loud when the second door closed. Right, I, <laughs> I thought that was great. The one thing is, he should have been dead. 
right? Oh, like yeah, he, absolutely. like Berg shouldn't have survived, but yeah. but I'm kind of glad he did because yeah. I'm down. I'm down for more Berg, definitely. Yeah. And it's it was kind of cartoony that he got crushed by those doors and that he was fine. But did you notice? Um, so yeah. sorry when well when we get there when we get there because we uh-huh. we're not okay. quite there yet. But um, when they show him again, his his yeah. horns are clipped. Are they clipped? I know he was rubbing his head. Yeah, he's rubbing okay, his horns because so they're clipped. The doors broke. That's awesome. So yeah. now he's got. So now he's got reason to want to get revenge on the Mando. So yeah. when we see him again, he's going to be more mad. Yeah. That's awesome. Give me more Berg. Yeah. You know, give give me IG Eleven uh, rebuilt, and and he's got a beef with Mando. Yeah. You know, give me all of that. Give me all these characters coming back to get revenge mm-hmm. for what happened. It's, <laughs> Sorry, yes, you. but yeah, loving it, loving it. Yeah, for all this, all this stuff that happened in season one, let it have ramifications that season ring two, through yeah. season two, season yeah. three, even. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Let's let's take advantage of all of these seeds we've planted because we planted so many wonderful seeds. Yeah, I agree, one hundred percent. Yeah. Okay, so he uh, encounters Quinn. Quinn's like, you killed them all? He's like, they That's deserved right. it. They, they got what they deserved. They got they what they deserved. All right. So Quinn basically makes him, because uh, we think that he's going to kill Quinn. And he's like, look, you're sent here to do a job. So I knew he wasn't going to kill Quinn. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew he was going to go get them, go get paid, take, yeah. could take Quinn back. Um, but essentially, but the, the most important thing I think here, I mean, after he obviously, uh, makes his deal with Quinn. Um, mm-hmm. I'll take you, I'll take you back. He doesn't say it, but you know we know he's going to do it. Um, we we get the scene where he, uh, Mando saves Baby Yoda from Zero, yeah. um, which is great. Uh, but it's it's such a like a, a heartstrings moment when Zero has Baby Yoda in his gun sights, you know, point blank, and Baby Yoda is trying to do the move that he does with the Mudhorn. Yeah. In ep- in episode two, and it doesn't seem to be working, or it's not work, or it's not working fast enough anyway. Um, and even if it does work, you think, well, he's just going to shoot him anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when you hear the blaster go off, and you know, you know, Mando saves him, obviously, yeah. um, and it's great. Um, and then we get Mando going back to the space station, dropping off Quinn, getting paid. And we 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 obviously have a feeling that Rain is going to betray him at the end, and and he does try to. Yeah. He uh, he he sends a it looks like a remote gunner ship after yeah, the they, Razor. Crest. They say what it is. Uh, I've I think you're right. I think it was gunship. If I remember correctly. So he tries to take out uh, the Razor Crest as he's leaving, yeah. but. Uh, Mando has one last trick up his sleeve. He took the tracking device yeah. from the from the dead guy whose name I forget now, uh, Devon. Uh, yeah. uh, so Devon Davin had called the New Republic Strike Force with this tracking device before he died. Mando took it from him off his dead body and he dropped it on Quinn. Yeah. So as he's leaving. The New Republic Strike Force three X wings mm-hmm. show up at that exact moment, uh, following the signal from the tracking device. And well, it looks like Rain and Quinn are probably dead at the end of this, right? Yeah. Uh, because the X wings 
uh, open fire and 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 blow up the gunship as it's still inside the space station yeah. where Ran and where Ran and Quinn were standing. Yeah. So Mark Boone Jr.'s character might be dead, which would be sad because I would like to see more of him. He's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but like to point out all the other point. mercenaries were shown alive in a cell. Yeah. Uh, Mandalorian didn't kill them. He just locked them all up together on the New Republic jail ship. Yeah. One quick thing I'd like to point out is uh, the three pilots were right. actually all directors of an episode right. of this series. So Dave, Dave, Dave Filoni was one put of his them. put his big mug in a in a Tie yeah. Fighter, yeah. X Wing Fighter. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and the two of two of the other directors yeah, were the X-Wing pilots. And, yeah, Rick yeah. Uh, Famuya, however you pronounce his name. Right. The director of this episode was the right. other director. Uh, Which was so. cute enough. Yeah. It was cute. Oh, it was a nice um, nice and story. also just really cool to see X-Wings on the show, you know, yes. um, and, you know, in action. Yes. Sure. I agree. Um, and then uh, the show ends with the beautiful moment of, Again, the show calling back to itself, but doing so uh, wonderfully. Uh, the Mando takes the ball off of his gear shifter and hands it to Baby Yoda. Yeah. Baby Yoda, who's, who has been scared and in danger and freaked out the whole episode. Yeah. Uh, Mando, a moment of comforting Baby Yoda at the end of this episode. Yeah. And he says, I told you that was a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which was interesting to me because I wondered if that line got edited out of the beginning. Oh, okay. um, because because with the way the episode started, they didn't even show the space station from the outside. They didn't show the Razor Crest approaching it. They just showed it landing. Yeah, landing right. Outside, yeah. So I wondered if maybe there was like a, a shot before that where Mando was saying to Baby Yoda, "I got a bad feeling about this." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. I guess we'll never know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, for me. Chapter six. I'm going to go ahead. Is there anything you want to talk about before we before we sum up and rate this? Uh, no. Uh, I think we pretty much covered the whole thing. Um, okay. Yeah. No. Um, you go ahead and give your rating. Okay. Chapter six was a nine out of ten for me. For, for me, this episode was. I don't know if it was my favorite because I, I really love like episode one to three so much. Yeah. But um, for me, this episode really fulfilled the potential of the show and opened up the potential for where the show can go like no other episode did and felt the most star Wars to me, this whole new New Republic stuff. Um, I I love, and, and I know we're going to get more Imperial stuff coming up. Um, when we get back to, um, you know, the, uh, the Moff character Mm -hmm. and, and we know there's some TIE fighter fighting coming up soon. So, uh, I feel like we're getting more and more of this as we progress and, uh, man in love with the show all over again. And, um, can't wait for the next episode. How about you? Yeah. I I see you out on this one. I was thinking nine as well. Um, definitely, like you said, it felt, it felt star Wars. Um, yeah, yeah it definitely felt like the most uh, Star Wars-esque show that we've had so far. Right. Um, mind you, there is uh, obviously, like, no, they went to Tatooine and all that shit, right? Yeah. Which was very Star Wars as well. But, no, I, I, I agree. Like, seeing, like, X-Wing fighters in this episode was great. Um, yeah, we saw almost every, like, angle of Star Wars in this except for... Lightsabers, <laughs> essentially, right? Uh, even the very uh, true, yeah. Even the um, the uh, the one guy on the ship, he was dressed like 
one of the um, uh, rebels that were on the ship and in New Hope. Like he was dressed the exact same way. I don't yeah. know if you caught that, but yeah, he was wearing the same helmet. Uh, right. He even made a little reference towards his shoes. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, and yeah, they called no. it, and Bill Burr called him Egghead, which I like. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, no, uh, yeah, solid nine for me as well. Uh, I enjoyed this one. And yeah, can't wait to see what the, the next episode, which will be on Wednesday, uh, where they're supposed to uh, do a little Skywalker preview, which I might skip as well. <laughs> Uh, but I definitely want to watch the episode. I just might pause it because <laughs> I do not want to be spoiled, people. I do not want to be spoiled. I, I want to say go in this fresh. I, I want to say you know too much. You're hurting me because, like, I w- <laughs> I want to talk about this stuff with you so bad. Yeah. But I'm I'm respecting you, and but, I'm not gonna. <laughs> but you know what? We'll probably talk about it afterwards anyway. So it's all of good. course. But I wanted right. like I you know the anticipation and not being able to talk about it in the moment. Is, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's a little stressful. It's a little stressful. <laughs> so yeah, um, are we boom dunning on this episode? Chapter six of the Mandalorian: The Prisoner is in the books. Boom done. So. So, so yeah, um, when are you watching Rise? Uh, I'm seeing it Thursday at midnight with Melinda. Okay. And then I'm seeing it Friday at 7 with Steve. Okay. So I'll be watching it at 9.45 on Thursday. And then uh, I'll be watching again, uh, I believe, at noon um, on uh, on Friday. So I'm actually watching the 3D version that day and I'm watching the 2D version uh, th- at that night. So fancy. Yeah. So, uh, uh well, like, I mean, look, I let, let's just, you know, we're going to do an episode where you and I review rise of Skywalker just uh, ourselves. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then we're going to follow up really soon after with, uh, reuniting the OTOG round table. Yeah. To uh, talk about uh, Rise of Skywalker and the Mandalorian as yeah. a panel, because by then it will be in the books. Season one right. will be in the books at that point. Right, right. So, yeah. So, so we are going. We are going to have a lot of Rise of Skywalker conversation coming up, and that is going to probably be our next episode. Is going to be after having seen Rise of Skywalker, yeah. and so this is a very exciting time for us, brother. This is like something that we have been preparing for looking forward to discussing yeah. anticipating for a long time now man yeah <clears throat> at least at least 36 episodes of this podcast yeah. so that's like 50 plus hours of us talking about it um oh yeah i, uh, I, I almost feel it's a big deal to us it's a big deal to us yeah no i almost feel like um i should uh i should air that 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 secret episode that you and I did before we uh, kind of found our rooting episode zero episode yeah, zero, zero will 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 forever remain in the vaults. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I think that was that was a good one, but uh, it's, just, it's just for us. Just yeah, for us. all right, fair enough. Anyway, <laughs> um, look, um, do you have anything you want to say about your expectations for Rise of Skywalker? Is there anything that's important to you? To see, like, if I don't see this in this movie, I'm going to be disappointed. Well, uh, there's a few things. One right off the top of the bat um, is I want to see lightsaber battles, which I know we're getting. Yeah. Um, because in the last one, we really didn't see we didn't see two lightsabers clash. 
We saw That's, we saw lightsaber battles. We just didn't see right. lightsaber battles against each other. Right. Um, there's things that I'm I'm hoping that are answered, and apparently, according to J.J. Abrams, will be another one, uh, which I really not strong about, but would be nice to know is the Snoke roots. Um, right. You said that <laughs> that's already covered. Uh, Ray's uh, lineage is another one. Like I'm, uh, there's lots of theories out there. Which one is true? Which I'm looking forward to. We'll see. Um, other than that, uh, I just want to see. I just want to see a fun movie. I just want to see. Uh, um, I think you're gonna, brother. I think you're gonna. Yeah. No. It sounds like it sounds like we're gonna get a fun movie. I, I don't want. I don't want. Um, I don't want another Canto Bite situation. Uh, that was another thing. They also referenced Canto Bite in uh, in the last yeah. episode too. Yeah. Um, he said the razor. Bill Burr said the razor crest looked like a Canto Bite slot machine. Yes, that's what it was. It was, fun. <laughs> it was funny. But yeah, no, I don't want to see another Canto Bite situation. Uh, as much, it, we talked about this. I liked the Canto Bite as uh, a planet, and I enjoyed seeing the different characters. I didn't like the situation <laughs> that yeah. happened. Uh, I agree. It was pointless. Um, I agree. I don't want to see that again in this film. Uh, I'm no wasted time. No yeah, wasted time. Yeah, Not um, one wasted second. Yeah. So I'm. It's looking like they're going to utilize uh, Poe, Ray, and and Finn um, actually in adventures together. So I'm excited yep. about that. Um, yes. Other than that, yeah. No. Um, other expectations. I think. I think. The, I think that's it. What about you? I think. My only thing that if I will be really upset mm-hmm. if it doesn't happen is I need the Skywalker bloodline to survive in some way. I don't care how. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care if it's Kylo. I don't care if we find out that Ray's a Skywalker. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't care if there's like a secret Skywalker that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Even if it's Leia. Like in, and she can like magically have another baby somehow. Um, I need the natural bloodline of the Skywalker family to carry on, or this whole thing is just a tragedy for me. Yeah. Like I, I, I need to know that there could be a future where, like thirty years later, there's a giant Skywalker family, right? Yeah. With like, like tons of brothers and sisters and cousins, and and the whole thing, uh, like carries on. I, I, not not necessarily that they have to be in a constant struggle for control of the universe with the Sith or anything like that. Just that the family can carry on and yeah. not be like extinguished yeah. uh, by this whole thing, right? Well, it's called Rise of Skywalker, so definitely there will be a rise of a Skywalker. So right, right. Um, but maybe, I, I, maybe. I I hope <laughs> I hope it, I, I hope I hope it's literal and not yeah like like some like oh he inspired us all so right. his spirit you know yes. I hope I hope the literal bloodline yes. carries on okay fair enough um another and, quick okay go ahead go ahead no I was gonna and, say another and, oh go ahead go ahead go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> another quick thing uh, did you see the rumors of J J Abrams saying that. Ahsoka, uh, Ahsoka Tano yes. might actually make an appearance in this film. Yes. How do you feel about that real quick? I think that that explains 
what was a mystery to me, which was why Ahsoka wasn't going to be in season one of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I think they they said, wait, nope, we're going to actually save that for Rise of Skywalker. Okay. And then and then maybe we'll see some prequel action to Ahsoka in Rise of Skywalker on a later a later season of The Mandalorian. Right. Okay. So she'll be on the Mandalorian after she's on Rise of Skywalker. Mm, yeah. Um and that would make total sense to me. Yeah. Uh I can see that happening. Yeah. Uh but like but dude, if that happens, anything like if that happens, fucking baby Yoda could be there too. That's, like, that's exactly what I was saying. Teenage Yoda. Any, anything yeah. could happen. Yeah. Teenage so Yoda, I like baby Yoda, teenager. Yeah, right. But but that's just theorizing. <laughs> yeah, that's just yeah. theorizing. We we were talking about what's important to us yeah. to actually happen if or we'll be upset. Um, so for me, it's the bloodline and what I would, what I really want to see is some surprise force ghost cameos or, Mm -hmm. or, or flashback cameos. And when I'm talking about surprises, I mean, I definitely want to see Hayden Christensen as a force ghost or as a flashback. Mm -hmm. And, and there's something that hasn't been mentioned at all in any theory or any prediction or any leak. And it's something that's only come up in my own imagination. But if we're talking about who we want to see as cameos or surprise cameos in flashbacks, fucking Natalie Portman. Okay. I thought you were going to say Harrison Ford, but yeah. No, no. Yeah, fine. fine. That would be great too. But but Natalie Portman deserves. Yeah. Deserves. I agree with you there. Yeah, for sure. Something, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Like just something, just a mo- like if we got a flashback scene that was a moment between Anakin and Padme that we never saw before. Yeah. I would fucking cry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A- especially if we got like a good script for that moment, because Natalie Porpin never had one good line of dialogue written for her yeah. previously. And she deserved it so much. Yeah. Um, so this is just a fantasy for me. It, it's definitely not going to happen. I'm going to say, but, mm-hmm. but, but that would make me super happy if we got that. Yeah, no, I, I feel you on there. I feel you there. Um, oh, yeah. But you know what? I, I'm just excited. I, I'm going to try to leave my expectations at the door as yeah. much as possible. I want to see. I want to see this movie. I want. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm tired of talking about it. Yeah. I'm tired of speculating about it. Yeah. I'm ready to see it. Dude, let's go. Let's do this. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do this for sure. Word up. Um, but you know what? I'm wondering, does Janet have anything to say That's the about end? <laughs> Janet? <laughs> this, this... Are you ever gonna contribute to the conversation? <laughs> one day, one day she'll say more than That's the end. I, I guess that's the end. Uh, what do you say, Kev? Is that, is that the end for episode 36? Yeah, I think that's, uh, um, yeah, that's a big old <laughs> for me. So, yeah, we're All good. Right. Well, well, from from me, JD the MC, a.k.a. Jeremy Dove, and from my partner in rhyme, DJ Kevy Kev on the Virtual Wheels of Steel, thank you for listening to Too Old for This Podcast, episode yeah. 36. Please uh, share us and invite your friends to like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash too old for this podcast. Yeah. Spelled with a two and a four because that's the way 90s rappers spell and that's what we happen to be. Yeah. Uh, so check us out on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash too old for this pod. Also spelled with a two and a four. Um, 
you know, uh, if, you've, if you're listening and if you have some thoughts, if you want to join the conversation, if you agree with us, if you disagree with us, please drop us a message on Facebook, drop a comment, um, let us know what you think, join the conversation, yeah. and, um, and, 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 you know, thanks for listening, and, uh, and I guess all I can say is uh, I'm glad to be alive and just chill. Till the next episode.